Batman Universe. Hey guys, welcome back to the Batman Universe, your source for all the Batman news of the week. I am one of your co-hosts, Andy DiGenova. Joining me as always is my bat brother, my bat chum, <clears throat> Mr. Jamie Magoo Magow McGoonical. Hey Jamie. Hey Andy, thank you for that, uh, all three names that time. That's, you know. It's nice. I like to give the people options. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Whatever people, you want to call it. People like options. People like, you know, it's... It's like the Magoo Buffet of names. I had a guy, and uh, a good friend of mine, who used to call me Poop in high school, and he it started as a dumb joke, and then it became so casual that he could literally yell down the hallway, Poop, Oh, and I would turn around. And you actually would, would and listen. When the, and that happened, and I was like, maybe I shouldn't be responding to this, but... All that to say, I'm all for the options. <laughs> well, well, now I know what I'm going to call it. Yes. Well, and thank you to you, uh, Derek Shaw, if you're listening out there. That was a classic. <laughs> you can just you can just call me by the sweet little nickname that my mom gave me, Worthless. So that's oh, very. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Woo! That was funny, but that almost hurt. You know, uh, this, you know, this close to Mother's Day. That's laughter, just terrible. Laughter through tears. Yeah, my I, favorite emotion. Agreed. <laughs> so what's up? So man? anyway, before we get into all the Batman news ah, of the week, let's business. take care of a little business. Keep yes. the lights on. First of all, huge thank you to everybody out there who's already uh, donated to the Batman universe to uh, keep the servers going, to, totally. to keep things moving along. But uh, because the 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 site and the podcasts are so popular. The server costs have have gone up, and so uh, we are asking for just a little bit of assistance from you all, Batman fans, Batman Universe fans, um, to go to the BatmanUniverse.net and see the donation tab on the right side of the homepage, and just uh, donate just a little bit to uh, help us cover those costs of the server. Again, we're not talking. A hundred dollars. I mean, no. if, you, if you want to, God bless you. If you, you have it, if you, great. If you got it, and you but, love us, great. But, but honestly, uh, don't you strap know, yourself. Yeah, don't don't go crazy. Um, because if if everybody who listened to the show just gave a buck or two, we would cover those costs. And so that's all we're asking. Just a little bit, a little bit of help to keep the lights on. So please go to the BatmanUniverse.net, uh, click on that donation tab to the right, and just whatever you can spare. You know, I feel like uh, feel like those old it. commercials for I seventy know. cents a day. I know. And we're not even asked per day. Yeah. Just once. Yeah. One time. Yeah. But, like, we don't want to put pictures of ourselves looking like little hungry children, but, you know, <laughs> I'm not above it. With, with flies on your eyeballs? <laughs> Just only on my eyeballs. Only on right? your eyeballs. They, why, are they, why are they always on the eyeballs? So, yes. Because uh, eyeballs, it turns out, are delicious. <laughs> I, who knew? The flies, they're onto something. We didn't know. Uh, so, yes, all that aside, thank you guys uh, for those of you who have gone over and donated. We've seen a little bit of a push already. Um, but, yeah, please continue to uh, support us if you can. And uh, thank you guys, as always, for coming in and checking in with us. Uh, so, all that aside, let us get in a little bit. We can't help it. There's still BBS news. It, there's going to be until until the Blu-ray is coming on. Right. Yes, absolutely. So, and that, in fact, is what this news is about. Um, uh, it's a sort of Blu-ray bonus features revealed, question mark, uh, piece of news. Uh, so basically, obviously, last week we talked about how we got a uh, likely official um, runtime for Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice for the extended ultimate cut being three hours and that one minute long. But according to... A 
an Australian retailer, JB Hi-Fi. They'll include uh, this look into the world's finest, Wonder Woman, the Batcave, and more. Uh, so it has sort of this list of, I guess it's just whatever the outline it's, is. Well, it's, these are yeah, these are all the different little featurettes. Yeah, and it's great. It's extensive. Fantastic. So so yeah, I'll, I'll read them off to you real quick. Uh, Uniting the world's finest, gods and men, a meeting of giants, the warrior, the myth, the wonder. Sounds like a Wonder Woman one. Mm-hmm. Accelerating design, the new Batmobile. Analyzing a new legacy of design, Superman. Analyzing a new legacy of design, Batman. Analyzing a new legacy of design, the Batcave. The might and the power of a punch. The Empire of Luthor. And save the bats. Save the bats. So, honestly, it sounds awesome. I still have to take the day off. Oh, I would buy this on its own, like, right. by itself. Just, Just, you know, this is kind of like... I don't know. It's just a dream come true. Anytime when you see, get to go behind the scenes of this kind of stuff, you know, love it or hate it, the the creative, seeing into the creative process and how these guys get into it is, I know for me personally and for I think most people who are movie fans, um, love getting into the heads of these guys and seeing what drove them um, to create the designs that they did and make the decisions that they did, which I think also a lot of times helps you understand, you know, if you do have discrepancies with the movie, you know, why they Where went they're the coming they from. Yeah. yeah, and sometimes helps, you know, with some of those things. So, um, you know, I want to know why they want to save the bats. Yeah, why? That's what I want to know. Why yeah. save the bats? What's the big deal? What What is going after the bats that they need saving? That's what I want to know. Is it tiny Supermans out there? It is. Battling bats? Is that? I mean, that's the first thing that comes to mind. It's an army of Supermen (laughs) from Candor. Little tiny. Just bat-sized, you know, yeah. appropriately. Uh, so the thing that's great about this is this is no, um, you know, Batman Begins special features. Uh, this is, you know, looking pretty uh, hefty, which right. is fantastic. Yeah. Um, you know, which is, I think, what we're all looking for. And I um, will watch them all. I will watch the crap out of it. I want that, like, the Lord of the Rings, the nine-hour one. Right, like, right. Where I just just waste an entire, well, why did, why did I say waste? It's not waste. It's just, where I try. Triumph yeah. the entire day, just <laughs> smashing through it. Um, so obviously we're excited about it. Hopefully you guys are. Um, but yeah, we can't wait to see if that's. Hopefully these are right. Um, it's not really official. Official. Cool. Uh, anyways, moving on. Uh, this uh, little bit of um, uh, news about the guy who and his studio who actually made made the costumes, not just designed. Uh, the costumes for Batman v Superman uh, studio called Ironhead Studio and a man named Jose Fernandez um, was behind uh, the execution of these costumes so obviously we know that Michael Wilkinson is the guy that's credited for being the costume designer he's probably the guy that sat down really hammered out the overall looks of these things and probably to uh, pretty fine detail um, but uh, this guy, Jose Fernandez, has done a ton of work for for probably most of the superhero movies that we've seen, mm-hmm. um, including the X-Men movies, um, most of the they Marvel movies. They didn't have movies. costumes. Come on. I know. That's true. Um, <laughs> they just went to Wilson's Leather. That's fine. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's all they needed. So, um, so he's... It's all right. I knew it was coming. And, yeah. it's, and it's sort of warranted. And the X-Men movies. Uh, leather costumes. Is he going to let me go? No, no. He's no, gonna it's going to happen. No, I, I expect it, and I'm with you. So it's okay. Um, but uh, the, basically this video made it out uh, online where Jose uh, brought basically a showcase to Monster Palooza, which uh, took place here in Pasadena a few weeks back. 
And he's never done a showcase like that before, but I guess he was a bit upset because he didn't get credit for creating mm. these costumes in the movie, which, for those of you who don't know, this kind of stuff happens a lot. Like, yeah. very yeah. often. It's very sad. Um, usually it's one of those things where it's such a huge list, like somebody just gets left out because an intern forgot to add them. That's usually how the credits are made. Um, but nonetheless, he kind of went out there and is showing off his work. Uh, so uh, basically, it's incredible. I posted, uh, well, I didn't post, but I have a couple images of here of the clay sculpts that he has done. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're beautiful, beautiful. I mean, it's cool to, to really check these out because the Batman costume, especially, you see, it had to get much larger to fit Ben Affleck in right, it. You know, right. this, this one that we're seeing is actually a little bit more akin to something in the comic. I mean, it looks pretty much straight out of the comics. Um, but since Ben Affleck is six foot three, broad shouldered, big guy, and you got to put muscles on that, you know, mm. on top of his muscles he already has, um, you know, it really bulks out the suit. And then just seeing, obviously, the, you know, Gal uh, Gadot talked about her suit already, and you can kind of see where that came from. And it does look like it was a little bit tighter. I mean, really form fitting. Yeah. Anyways, I could go on and on about this. This is obviously kind of in my wheelhouse. This is, I was like jaw on the floor when I was looking at the website. Um, crap, I got to plug the, the actual video. Um, tested, uh, who does a lot of the videos for um, MythBusters, oh, or they're connected okay. with him. I think they interviewed him at at um, Monster. Now, now I wish I'd have gone to Monster Palooza. Yeah, dude, I was I, out, but I was out of town. So. I was very close because yeah. I've been wanting to go for a long time. And, yeah, it and looks cool. You got to see. He, he did a full on display. And uh, you must watch this video, especially because um, he talks about the other movies as he, he's worked on. Mm-hmm. And um, I was especially intrigued with, since we're on the topic of X-Men, um, he actually went ahead, even though he didn't get to make this the costume for Oscar, I- Oscar Isaac for Apocalypse, uh-huh. he went ahead and did it himself anyway because he was like... Why does he look so different? Yeah. I thought it would be too difficult to make him look like Apocalypse. So he just went, he had the head cast of Oscar Isaac and yeah. he made it. I saw it and it was amazing. It's incredible. It's it really looks good. perfect. I mean, yeah. obviously he has the experience to do it and knows how to do it. Um, but it's kind of one of those things you're like, mm, like, can't make excuses yep. there. Yep. You know, he, he nailed it. So um, if you're a fan of this stuff at all, it's an absolute splendor. This guy is a genius and um, definitely deserves the kudos. Uh, for the work that he does, um, if he's hiring, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with there. You go and to see what's going immediately. on immediately, <laughs> please. Uh, so yeah. Anyways, just head over to their site, IronheadStudios.com, uh, studio.com, and uh, check out this stuff and and help support uh, the guys that do this stuff because Michael Wilkinson, brilliant designer, obviously, but these guys, he made it. You know, he yeah. made these costumes, he brought them to life. Um, so yeah, go enjoy those. All right, sweet. Yes, uh, moving forward, a little Suicide Squad. Um, Adewale Akinue Agbahe. That's why I left this for you, Andy, because... I, I don't know if I said it right. I would have just said something. supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Um, triple A. I wouldn't be able to do it. That's a badass name. <laughs> it is a badass name. And I give the guy so much credit for no, not changing it. Yeah. He's like, nope, that's my what name. What if his other... What if, like, his that wasn't his actor name? Or maybe... I'm assuming it's probably not his actor name. Um, it's his real name. Uh, but what if his real name was more complicated? And this, and this is, is like, the simple version? This is the, like... He's yeah. like, I gotta make something. So. 
So Adewale, who is the actor portraying Killer Croc, talked about Killer Croc. He said at the time you meet him in the film, he's a fully-fledged criminal. He's really one of the baddest criminals known to be roaming Gotham, hence his lockup in Arkham. He's tangled with the Batman, and here he is amongst these other foes. He's very much a formidable force at the time that you meet him. Uh, to suit up as Killer Croc, he worked with a team of special effects makeup artists led by KNB effects group's Christopher Allen Nelson. He said, the head and shoulders are prosthetic that were glued onto my face and then the body down was painted. It took about five hours to do, but it was something that was a challenge that I was up for because I wanted to set a new standard for what can be done with prosthetics. We could have easily CGI'd this, but David Ayer was insistent on there being an actor to bring out the soul of the character. It gave me an opportunity to show what I could do with prosthetics. He also researched Killer Croc uh, by pulling material from three decades of stories featuring Batman and even looked at real-world crocodiles to study their movements. I love that. Yeah, he said, I looked at all of it. I went back to the young Waylon Jones, the animated series. I had my own take, too. I researched cannibalism. I actually went out and watched real crocodiles, too. We incorporated some of the real-life fight techniques that crocodiles do when they kill their prey, the death roll. Yes. Which we've heard of already, Uh uh, and and we haven't seen it yet. So I'm super excited about that. Uh, Speaking about it, he said the story will definitely feature Killer Croc in the water. He said, oh, you're going to get more than one water scene. I'm a croc after all, man. That's my territory. Ooh. Badass, man. Uh, I can't wait. Dude, it's so cool. And we saw Adewale in, um, that was him in Thor Dark World, right? So we've seen him. We've seen him in that kind of thing. Yeah, where he... Um, he played kind of a creature, uh, an evolving creature in that, and they did some traditional stuff. But that was uh, an example of mostly CG, and it was a lot more rigid um, mm-hmm. than, than this is intended to be. This is supposed to be obviously his skin. But I love that, you know, just the, anything that pushes more um, to the traditional realm and also just the balance of both, I think, yeah. as, as we've all seen, you know, we have the the ability to do that to make them seamless, the CG and the practical. Let's celebrate both. And you get the more of the actor's performance in there. So um, super pumped to see what he brings I to know, the table with I that. I know. It's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, this one is – I know why this, this is perfect for me. So this aligned exactly how it needed to um, – and because it's Wonder Woman beauty products. You already have this. I already have all of it. I've been... You look um, smashing. Yeah, well, thanks. I mean, this is one of those days I'm like, why aren't we a video podcast? You yeah, know, I yeah. Just, you look lovely. <laughs> you know those filters on Snapchat with all, like, the dripping makeup and all of that? That's mm-hmm. Just imagine that audience out there. That's pretty much what I look like. Just really sparkly, though. Um, so if you're wondering what the hell we're talking about... It's uh, Jimmy, we're talking, what the hell are you talking about? What the hell are we talking about? Uh, Warner Brothers and Walgreens have teamed up to launch Wonder Woman beauty products. I love the display for this. You guys got to check it out. Um, it's very classic Wonder Woman. Um, but Wonder Woman, Wonder 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 Burger. Warner Brothers cost consumer products and DC Entertainment have partnered to create a full range of beauty products and accessories inspired by Wonder Woman exclusively at Walgreens. The line features lipstick, eyeshadow, nail polish, hair accessories, makeup, brushes, and more. With a colorful kick, I think this is the copy. With a colorful kick of girl power, the Wonder Woman beauty collection includes a full range of heroically themed cosmetics, including goddess lips, lipstick, strawberry and power mint 
Lip balm. Oh, Ooh. that sounds the punch puns. <laughs> Paradise Eye Lend Eyeshadow. Oh. Wow, it's oh. they're getting in. An Eye for Justice Eyeliner, as well as Grace and Power Nail Polish Set, Comic Beauty Book, and Amazonian Bronze Beauty Sets. A variety of accessories will also be featured in the collection, including four-piece hair accessory bundle, five-piece makeup brush set, and a makeup tote. So you can pick up all of this, save your bucks, just because you want to get it all at once. You don't want to look oh, like yeah. you don't want to have Wonder Woman eyes, and then the rest of you look not Wonder Womany. You know, you got to go full nine. Yeah, just but, go go crazy. Yeah, just go just go off. Uh, so this is going to be available throughout the country and online this week, guys. So actually, by the time you're listening to this, they might already be online. Oh my god! Why are you still listening to us? Why are you? Why are no, you? Lying? Pause the show. Pause it. Go get it. So that's that. If I had a daughter, I'd have Christmas covered right here. I'd be super worried though. I I'd want like, to have a daughter. Yeah. Just so I can buy this. <laughs> I'd be like, this. You may be too beautiful. I'm a little afraid. Like Wonder Woman all the way, but. You know, maybe only around the house until I figure out if this is like, you know, I don't want you to be too good looking out there in the world. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, so, yes, for any any of our female listeners or any of our listeners with daughters. Or who sons. Or who sons. Look who want to Yeah, who want to look. Wonder Woman. Want to look powerful? Yeah, hey, Wonder Woman stuff. To each their own, right? Yes. Uh, another little uh, tidbit about the DCEU in general. Uh, last week we lost a director. We did. Seth Graham Smith, who was signed to be the director of the Flash solo film, stepped down due to creative differences. Uh, and then right around that same time, this all came from. Uh, Devin Faraci, mm-hmm. and he also said that James Wan, who is set to direct Aquaman, is feeling trepidation and may be the next to go. So um, Seth Graham Smith is indeed off the project. James Wan, though, a day later tweeted out a po- picture of himself standing in front of a massive Aquaman uh, banner or mural, mural, kind of thing, yeah. exactly, yeah. Um, as a response to these that he's not going anywhere. Yeah. Um, and then you know, very very gentlemanly said, you know, there's no need to attack the guy who reported this. Yeah. Um, so he, he he, I I love that he did that. Yeah. Um, it's classy, super classy. For me, the Seth Seth Graham Smith thing honestly is fine. Um, no disrespect to him because no, no. he's written some cool stuff, but this was going to be his directorial debut, and I think for something like The Flash, we all wanted someone with more experience under their belt. When they announced him, that was already a bit of a question mark. We were yeah. like, huh, okay, yeah. I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt, but what was he, that's uh, surprising. He was a, pro- a producer? or what was No, he, he wrote, he's he an a writer. author. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah Pride, like, Prejudice, and, Zo- and Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, and Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, right. and yeah. then Dark Shadows. Yeah, yeah. So... Exactly. Like, if you're going to lose one filmmaker who is currently slated for the DCEU, he's probably the one that's going to sting the least. Yeah. It's not like, oh, God, you know, it was going to be this one thing, and now what will happen? It's like... Like, if Juan walked away, I would be heartbroken. Yeah, that would be Because I love Juan. I think he's fantastic. But Seth Graham Smith was a question mark. We don't know what he was going to bring in. Yeah, we have no idea. Yeah. Um, But, you know, it, it does show that there is some... You know, some trouble in paradise over there, some mm-hmm. things going on, you know, maybe some recalibrations based on, on what happened with Batman v Superman. But uh, I think that the Seth Graham Smith leaving The Flash is not 
a reason for panic. I mm-hmm. can't wait to see who they get. Hopefully, it's someone with a little more experience. And I'm just really, really happy that James Wan um, addressed the rumors yeah, and, and basically told us that he wasn't going anywhere, which is great because, again, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of his. Yeah, yeah, and that and it's fantastic too to to see you know that he, he did that and and, and the idea that. It's kind of weird that people, I mean, I get it's the same universe, but everybody associates the fact that, you know, obviously Batman was a very kind of, it's a struggle at the very least uh, as far as defining the success of it and the confidence in in Zack Snyder and all these other factors. Obviously, you know, there's been a lot of reports about, oh, you know, tension between Warner Brothers and Zack Snyder and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like... Well, yeah, of course. I mean, critically, the movie didn't do great, so yeah, of yeah. course there's going to be some fear, and people are going to be panicking. And, and, and we all knew that. we knew with Justice League that Zack Snyder's leash would be significantly shortened, mm-hmm. and it seems that's exactly what's happening. Which it's not surprising. Yeah, and honestly, probably not a bad thing. Yeah, truthfully, I mean, he – some of the interviews that they talked about and that he's done, people were citing some of the things that he said previously, like before Watchmen even and how yeah, he strays towards I, that was unfair. sex and violence and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I agree. Like, it's That was so It was unfair to dig up eight-year-old sound bites out of context and try to use it as ammunition against Batman v Superman. As though he said it's it so, about this movie. Yeah, it's yeah. so inappropriate. Well, especially but, more – But that's how badly the internet continues – to, in their quest for clicks, just beat the shit yeah. out of Batman v Superman. Yeah, they're just trying to poison it. Um, and and especially since right after the movie came out, he cited that he was really trying to do what Nolan had done. And maybe he just, again, like we had touched on, he just didn't... No, Nolan is Nolan. He didn't do it as well yeah, when yeah. He, as, as he thought he had, which is, you know, so yeah, obviously I'm sure that the studio will jump in um, when they see that, you know, maybe it's a little bit too much in that realm or what have you. But the bottom line is this. Um, we're going to see Suicide Squad soon, and you will see that even though these are the same universe... You know, director to director, these are not going to be the same movie at right, all, right. even close. And it doesn't define the entire universe in the way that everyone, I think, is acting like it is. Yeah. You know, we all know that just like the comic books are read and, and written, um, they all have their own identities and they can mesh well just fine from the silly to the dark to the, you know, vibrant and crazy. It's mm-hmm. so, so, you know, just because one thing. Um, you know, isn't as received as like with grand parade and and valor. Does it mean that oh, suddenly the Flash and Aquaman are in trouble? It, right. It's like right. I, I feel it's completely unrelated. You know, truly, well, um. almost entirely. But obviously, they're treading lightly. So, anyways, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. But it'll be it'll be exciting to see who comes on. To yeah, and the one there's a, there is enough happen. time for the Flash that oh, this yeah. again isn't really a cause for huge concern. Yeah, um, because the Flash is still a couple years away. Yeah, so it's again it would be different if it was like oh one, god yeah. Wonder Woman or yeah. or Justice League. You know, Justice League's ready to shoot and someone walks away, but um, yeah. that's not the case. That'd be so scary. Um, they have plenty of time to kind of recalibrate, find a new filmmaker, and uh, I don't think that they'll waste a lot of time. Much like when when we lost the director for Wonder Woman, they yeah. had Patty Jenkins a day or two later. Yeah, it was very like, quickly. Real so quick. mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see who they get. Um, you know, fingers crossed for someone awesome. Yeah, yeah. That, it'll, I, I have faith. Uh, so anyways, uh, all that aside, 
Moving on, uh, Batman the Killing Joke um, is now uh, coming out. We have a release date uh, for Tuesday, August 2nd, out on DVD. Um, Oh, what was it? Oh, Mark Hamill. I, I was just going to say he tweeted out. He actually had watched it uh, oh, this last week. Okay. And his tweet uh, was almost somber. Um, I think just because of the intensity of the story. Yeah. You know, he said, yeah. this is not for kids, which I thought was great. Right. I thought that was uh, it's very paramount to make sure that's like, you know, just like with so many things um, people see in an animated movie and they think, well, obviously it's. It's a kid's thing. It's right, fine. Right, right, And it's like, no, not in this day and age. You really need to check. Um, so he said he it was great. Um, he, he really enjoyed it. Um, but definitely a, a very heavy movie, which I think to is, be expected, is great. Yeah. I think that's what we all want to hear. We want it to be a very heavy story. Um, but it's going to be released on Blu-ray and DVD on Tuesday, August 2nd. And will be available on digital HD um, a couple weeks earlier than that, actually, um, as Warner Brothers confirmed to Entertainment Weekly. Um, it will also come with a deluxe edition combo pack Blu-ray of Batman the Killing Joke. Um, obviously, that's what we were just talking about. Uh, in addition, we'll have 22-minute <laughs> episodes from uh, the new Batman Adventures and Batman the Animated Series. Uh, it will also include two featurettes, Madness, uh, one called Madness, uh, set to music. A documentary that will chronicle the creation of the film's storyboards and original score. And also another one called The Many Shades of the Joker, The Tale of the Killing Joke, making of the short that explores the distinct style of the original um, graphic novel. Uh, People who purchase the uh, combo pack Blu-ray edition will also receive a figurine of the Joker, um, which, you know, we know that Warner Brothers loves to do these. I will get that. They know what they're doing. They know. Yeah. I mean, like. A movie or a movie plus a figure. Yeah, exactly. Figure. And, yeah. And, you know, they're nothing crazy, but they're still... They're cute. They're yeah, right they're, on. I'm they're right not on. Not cute. Maybe that's the wrong word. They're cool. Uh, no. I, th- I think... I think... I know why you said that. Because it's like... It's not like an action figure really. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's just, just a cool prop. little figure. Yeah. It's a fun little guy. I just, got the, uh, I just got the Damian Wayne one with... Uh, uh, Justice Bat- versus Teen Titans. Oh, oh, right. Okay, yeah. yeah. So the collection grows. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. you've got the... They're, and they're all set to the same scale, right? So that's all, like, they kind of sit... They do right? now. They oh, do okay. now. Like the, like, like, the Gods and Monsters one was... It was Wonder Woman, and she's oh, a little right. larger than the other. So, like... But uh, she's also in a different continuity. But all the ones within the continuity, yes, are to the same scale. Oh, good. Yeah. that's It's nice when they line up together. Exactly. So when they, they match. So, so yeah. And on the, on the latest Holy Batcast, I had a conversation with one of the artists from... Oh, Kevin right. Joe. I saw that. Yeah. And he talked about the R rating. And he was just like, you know, it's not gratuitous. It's not, you know inappropriate. He's like, I think it's just the nature of the story. Totally. And so I thought that was really interesting. So if you want to hear more about that, check out Holy Batcast, nah. uh, uh, where we get to talk a little bit about The Killing Joke. But That's, we're, we're going to, hopefully, we are going to go to the premiere at Comic-Con. Yes, absolutely. I, I, I think that's... A lot of times we kind of these fall by the wayside, um, just because it's like, well, we know we're going to watch it eventually. But yeah, this one's a pretty. But that's big a one. big one. This is a pretty big one, and um, it'd be fun to see it in a crowd of Batman fans. Just to get their, yeah, to get their reaction and see, and and I, I love to hear that. I love to hear that. It's not. I'm not surprised because that was always my concern. Is I was like, uh, because they got an R, they pushed it too gonna, far, and yeah. I'm going to be like, oh, you didn't need to do that. Yeah. But. Um, According to this particular gentleman, uh, that's not the case. I think that it's not surprising knowing going in the weight of this. Uh, obviously, this is this story is was hitting a ton of, um, you know, getting a ton of backlash 
before um, they even announced the animated movie of this. So, of course, they're going to be sensitive to the material, and I can't wait to see how they execute yeah. it. Yeah. should be awesome. Excellent. Yes. Um, other news, uh, in the water is wet variety, <laughs> Ben Affleck yes. and Jeff Johns are rumored to have complete creative control over the solo Batman film. What a weird... Who, who would have guessed it? Why are they doing that? What? That's so what strange. What are you talking about? I thought they were going to give creative control to Dakota Fanning yeah. and just have her call in. Jeff like, Johns? What does he have to do with any of this? Um, so anyway... Uh, it, it, it's nice to hear it, but it's shocking it's no one. You know, yeah. Ben Affleck is now an award, uh, an Oscar-winning writer-director, and he wants to make his Batman film. You better believe Warner Brothers is going to let him make his Batman exactly. film. Exactly, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, and it's the right call, yes. honestly. Uh, yes. You know, I, I want the guy who directed The Town and Argo to direct Batman and not to have to worry about too many cooks spoil in the stew. So yeah. I think it's awesome. I can't wait. Um, yeah. 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 It's funny because I was thinking about somebody who's was telling me, they go, oh, did you see the sad Batman or sad Ben for what it's yeah. called thing? And I was like, of course. But I'm like, the thing that's so funny about that, I'm like, it is, it is hilarious. Uh, but I'm like, it's kind of funny because, of course, you know, he could be potentially thinking about the movie's success and the critical back- backlash. But I'm like... Everybody liked uh, him, him yeah. in it and yeah. what he did. So it's like, there's, there's no. I feel like as far as any of the trepidation about it, it's like this is not. It's not there. It's it's not with Batman. It's not with what's coming. This kind of Batman that's coming out of it. Obviously, it's some of the themes, the killing and all that. You know, I'm sure will be exercised. Yeah, more restraint. Temper temper that a bit. Yeah, but otherwise, it's like. People loved the Batman in this this version of Batman. Well, so, and in addition to this, I don't know if you saw the other rumor is that they're going away from Under the Red Hood. Oh no! Yeah. Oh, I saw something about it, but yeah, and yeah. and the headline that was out there was your favorite Batman villain is going to be in the solo Batman film, and the reason they say that is because apparently it is going to be full of Batman villains. Oh right, and that. And that Allegedly, this is all rumor. Take it all with a grain of salt. Um, you know, the rumors rumors fly like crazy. But apparently, uh, Ben Affleck and Jeff Johns want to make this quote the ultimate Batman story, Dang. and therefore include as many of Batman's rogues gallery as possible. And people were kind of citing uh, Hush, they, Hush, yeah, as because an that's it's pretty much like the ultimate smashing of every villain yes. in the Batman and U. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Like, like I totally understand the pitfalls that could happen of sure. too many villains. It's just yes. blah, blah. But I'm like, I'm sorry. As a Batman fan, to have a Batman movie that would feature the Joker and Harley Quinn and Catwoman and the Riddler and Penguin and Mr. Freeze and Scarecrow and Ra's al Ghul and, you know, Killer Croc. It, I, sign me up yeah. right now. Dude. I will. That sounds amazing, and they don't have to all have a huge part. That's and that's the key. They can all play a part in a greater story, like they do in Hush. That's what I love about Hush. Yes, yes. I man, not to go off, but geez, amen. Like I, every time I think about this, you know, this universe that they're building and the movies they're making, all I can think about is God. Can, just, just to be able to time travel back twenty years and show somebody this stuff that they're making and the the validity and the seriousness and the weight and just the 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 quality mm-hmm. that they're bringing to the table of this material yeah it's astounding so while i 
think, you know, it's a day and age where it should be a fantastic film right. on top of a great ride, on right. top of fan service and all that. Just the the fan service alone is, like, mind-boggling. And, yeah. and, again, you know, the weight and the seriousness, you know, they're not going, oh, well, that's comic book stuff, you know, oh, yeah, which is no. pretty much what they've always done. Yeah. It, they're going, no. The Penguin or the Riddler or all these guys, like, they are meant to be taken very seriously. They are – they have these, you know, psychological issues. They dive into the, the depth of these characters and and bring that to audiences to, to the point where people are watching it and not even considering, oh, yeah, well, this is kind of crazy, this Penguin Man and right, all this right. stuff. They're like, oh, well, I didn't quite connect with the Penguin and why – you know, it's just – that's a serious conversation that people are having. Having these kinds of things, anyways. You obviously know where I'm coming from, and um, and but yeah, I, I just I I cannot help but just be excited at the idea of that. I, even if we got an Expendables version, right. of this, right. I, I would love it. I would love, I love it. it. I would I, love it. That sounds amazing. Yeah. I, I and and again, there are absolutely great ways of of writing your story. So. Everyone plays a part without yeah. it being distracting. You know, yes. I always think about, I think the perfect example is like, let's say Batman is on the trail of the Joker. Let's say the Joker's the main villain. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Batman needs further information. He stops off at the Iceberg Lounge and he interrogates the Penguin. Totally. And yeah. then he moves on. Yeah. And like, it fits in because he's getting information in his hunt for the Joker. But if you're going to get information, why get information from a nameless thug when you can go get information from the Penguin? Uh, uh, that is almost the exact outline of almost all of the Arkham games. There is uh-huh. an end goal, mm-hmm. but to get there, there is either people he needs to go after or people in his way right. or people who just he runs into. Or there are there are things that happen on his journey that he has to go, well, this is crazy and I have to address this. And so the story, even though it is, feels this very open world, um, it really is a direct line from A to B. It's just, you know, you sort of weave through yeah, it, you know, yeah. kind of thing. There so are interesting yes. stops along the way. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, it's easier in a video game when you have 60 hours versus, right. you know, two and a half. Yeah. Um, but it can and has been done, and I I can't wait to freaking see that, man. Yeah. I hope, I honestly, I hope that rumor pans out. Me uh, too. Glad to hear that Affleck and Jeff Johns uh, have creative control. And uh, can't as wait to hear more. As shocking as it is. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll get news at Comic-Con. Yeah. We're, we're at that point of the year now where we're now we're, like all our hopes are pinned on what we might see and hear at Comic-Con. Right. I know. It's funny because normally that's like such a, like, a build. But because we've had so close. much so much to already talk about in between yeah. you know, Comic-Cons, yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's been a great comic and, and Comic-Con's only going to be a few weeks before the release of Suicide Squad. Yeah. Show us Suicide Squad. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh my gosh. That would be Stranger Things have happened. Yeah, it's true. And and I feel that San Diego Comic Con it needs a little push like that. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. If people have gotten kind of used to it and especially every, I don't know. Everybody's all freaked out uh, about uh, piracy and all this crap now too. Right. Anyway, uh, not to get into that. Anyway. Comic-Con is another thing. But before Comic-Con, we might be able to get a a, a bigger taste of DC right here in town. In California, before July, as early as May. And you actually uh, messaged, I think, Brian and I a couple weeks ago about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is pretty rad. Um, for those I've known of you, about this for a few months. Yeah. 
You dog. Because I know those folks. <laughs> yes, you do. They're nice. They're nice folks. Yeah. They give you Which a little... we need to we need to go over there at lunch. Next week. Okay. Let's everybody everybody will see there. But yeah, we'll see right now all their, all their BVS stuff is buy one, get one free. Holy crap. Okay. Lunch well, next week at Warner Brothers? Yes. All yes. Right. Yes. You Let's think I'm gonna say no to that? Let's do it. Holy crap. Um I'll put it on the calendar. Oh boy. Anyway, <laughs> speaking of Warner Brothers. Their yeah. studio tour has had their Batman exhibit for a couple years now because yeah. we all went. Yeah. Had a terrific time. And it's been pretty much the same, right? They, they updated yeah. it with a couple things. They added the Batmobile from BBS. They added the suits the from suits. BBS and then took them when they went on the little, their, you know, their promotion tour. Yeah. They may be, I don't know if they're back yet or not. But anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, for the most part, it's remained consistent for the past couple years. But uh, they're finally switching that up. Yeah. To not just Batman. But to the entire DC universe. Imagine that. It's like these guys over at the studios are talking with the people at the studios who do the exhibit and the tour. Yeah. It's like they're communicating. So, almost. (laughs) Almost. So, DC Universe The Exhibit opens on May 24th in just a couple of weeks. Um, So, some of the things that you're going to be able to see if you were in Burbank, California and take this tour. And honestly... My biases aside, take this tour if you're ever in, in Burbank, California yeah. or in Hollywood. Yeah. It It's great. It's it great. Is. It is. Because it's small groups. They take you where you want to go. Yeah. They let you see what you want to see. It's totally worth the money. Yeah. And I'm not just saying that because they're nice to me. I'm, I, I said, honestly, they're nice to me because I say that. Because I, I said that before they started being. Well, nice it's to me. true. I, it's great. Even despite all that, you know, despite that, you know, you know those guys and all that. I mean, yeah, when we went on a couple, went on it a couple years ago. I mean, I paid the the ticket price to go on. The so tour. did I. The first, the first yeah. time I went, I paid full price. Yeah, and it's completely worth it. And especially like you said, it's great because the tour guides there, they go, okay, what do you guys watch? What are you guys fans of? And then they cater the tour uh, to that. And, I mean, I guess if you're less of a, uh, a fan of, of seeing this kind of stuff in real life, I could see, you know, you being underwhelmed. But I think for the most part, people who like this stuff, it's very exciting to see, you know, props and costumes and sets and, and all of these things that these have to offer. Um, so, uh, obviously, the Batman um, exhibit had a ton of success and it's just absolutely packed full as we talked before of of the costumes from all of the movies um pretty much every one of the big costumes from every one of the movies um and and so this i'm sure will have um some different material just because obviously a lot of these suits haven't been released or developed yeah but you know i'm sure there will be tons of of concept art and um uh, gosh, I don't know. What do you what do so, you imagine? Well, so, so definitely. If only we they, had like what, something that descri- yeah. describes this. What they put here's what they here's what they call out <laughs> by name in the in the press release. It says uh, you'll get a sneak peek of Suicide Squad. There's authentic props and costumes from the film in advance of its premiere this summer. You're also able to journey into Harley Quinn's actual prison cell from Belle Reve, lit dramatically, dressed with barbed wire, chain link fencing, iron bars, and yellow caution tape inside the cell. Guests can snap the perfect Bell Reeve prisoner selfie. Pretty so that's awesome. worth it right there. Just to get a picture in Harley's cell is amazing. Yeah. The exhibit will also showcase stuff from Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice through an interactive experience. Uh, so you'll be able to get up close to the kryptonite uh, that Lex had. So you can insert your hands into a pair of gloves. Uh, 
inside a case holding the element that will mirror Lex Luthor and his kryptonite case featured in Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. Pretty rad. Additionally, guests can use the voice modulator to alter the pitch and imitate Batman's voice, just as Alfred demonstrates in the film. Uh, See striking Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman costumes, as well as authentic costumes of Lois, Clark, Alfred, and Bruce Wayne, original Batcave set pieces, and much, much more. So obviously you're going to feature the two big movies right now. Yes. I also imagine you're going to see stuff... They're gonna. I'm sure they'll keep some of the original stuff from mm, totally. uh, the Batman films up till now. Yeah, yeah. They have all the Superman, Christopher Reeve stuff, so I imagine they're going to feature some of that. Oh, absolutely. And then don't forget about TV. You've got right. Arrow and The Flash and Supergirl yeah. uh, out there and Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah. So I would have to imagine they're also going to pull from that and, totally. and put some of that stuff on display. There's enough DC out there that they can There's really... Tons. You know, and then I'm sure that as we move forward, they'll continue to update it. You know, as Wonder Woman wraps up production, I can only imagine they'll Pretty. get some some things from that and be able to put it on display. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, the invisible jet is on display right now. Yeah, it's there. It's right out front. Yeah. So you just just be careful. Keep an eye out for just it. Just be careful. It's it's there. Uh, and you forgot to mention also the fact that they're going to tie you up much like Harley Quinn. Um, you're going to do some acrobatics in her cell. And then Margot Robbie's going to come in and give you a squad tattoo and spell it wrong. Um, so that's going to that be... That worth every penny. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, if you if that's not a premium, I don't know what is. Uh, but uh, kudos to those guys. Seriously, the voice modulator handling the, the kryptonite. Great ways to you could just so, show this stuff exactly, yeah. but the the, the you know do I want a picture holding kryptonite? Yeah, yes, yeah. I love that. I love that. Just well, going above and beyond. They, to let they understand. Really enjoy it. They're smart. They understand that like people want to see this stuff. Yeah, but people want photos. Yeah, it's yeah. you know like it's in the world of social media. Everybody wants a fun photo. Yes, and that's something that they do great because not just the Batman stuff, but like. There's you can get a great photo at the table from the Hobbit where one of you looks huge like Gandalf and the other yes. one looks tiny like like Bilbo. It's really great putting you in the scene. Yeah. you know is 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 totally the key. Yeah, there. They, and, and and I love that they're continuing to do that with with this DC exhibit. So we're going back, buddy. We are, man. We definitely are. Uh, in other news, uh, this is kind of a little side story, but had my jaw on the freaking floor last night. Uh, it's basically these guys who uh, make up a team uh, called Team Galag, built a Batmobile for the Gumball 3000, which is a 3000 British 3,000-mile international celebrity motor rally, which takes place in the public roads. Um, what happened? I got cut off there. I don't know where it is. Uh, in Britain? I, crap. Uh, anyways, basically, it's a big... You can look up more on the 3,000-mile uh, the uh, Gumball Gumball 3000. But anyways, uh, these guys had previously, I guess, built a tumbler that suited this this rally, but because of some of the specifications of the race, didn't work out. But this time, they took a uh, Lamborghini, crap, what is it called? Gallardo chassis and basically created an entire carbon fiber uh, body based off of the Arkham Knight uh, Batmobile and uh, there's a video out there showing this Batmobile on a track, and it is just unbelievable. So it's based off the Gerardo chassis. It features a wicked 5.2-liter V10 for forward motivation, as uh, Digital Trends says. Even better than most, the powertrain, though, is the body, which you can see uh, in that video. Uh, the video is by Mr. JWW. Uh, that's the... Um, 
channel, that is. It's made almost entirely of carbon fiber, as I had cited. Um, and it was created by this team in Saudi Arabia, uh, Galag, uh, Team Galag, as I mentioned. Sorry, a lot of redundancy here and a couple of issues <laughs> and a couple of these uh, stories. It, it basically there's not there's not much more to say. Um, it's more you just go watch the video or look up pictures of this thing and it speaks for itself. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, it operates very well. Um, it looks like it might be a little bit difficult to turn, but I mean, considering it's a Lamborghini, it's this thing. Uh, sounds fast. They even designed it so you'll see in the video, like the the um, the turbine in the back, the you know where the fire comes out is the actual exhaust. Um, the brake lights all work. It's not just um, kind of this prop um, body on there. Uh, they integrated it very well, uh, so it operates. Even getting in and out of it is is uh, it is very similar to how the Batmobile in the game works. So. Just jaw-dropping. Like, when you see somebody who has the quiche uh-huh. to do something like this, and then they do, you know, it's like, it's incredible. I love it. Like, the yeah. fan service, the excitement, and it, it is just beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. So, um, you know, if you care about the Batmobile at all, you might think this is kind of cool. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Check it out. Check it out. Awesome. Uh, now, moving on to some listener feedback. Yes. Uh, again, we have tons of it, like last time. So yeah, we'll this do our is best. a con- this is a continuation of, of some of the listener feedback. We did have one new one that we should um, maybe try and get to if we can at the I very end. I think we can end. get to. I think yeah. we can get through these. Let's I think do we it. can. All right. First one comes from listener Joe Kerr. Joe says, "I think the portrayal of a rather melancholy Superman in BVS really disappointed a lot of fans and critics." Uh, that were paid off by Marvel to give negative reviews. (laughs) I think that showing the character's more optimistic side, even while being hated on by some people, would have really improved the film and highlighted the difference between Superman and Batman. Perhaps Lex Luthor's role could have been slightly reduced to discovering kryptonite, creating Doomsday, and monitoring metahumans. Then you could have thrown out the Africa subplot to try and frame Superman uh, and kind of stuck to what the trailer set up. Superman thinking about Batman's dangerous vigilante while Batman's prepping for almost two years in anticipation of either Superman getting in his way or Superman turning against mankind. Even though BVS wasn't able to reach its full potential critically or at the box office, I think that for Justice League, Zack Snyder will almost be forced to tell a more fun, comic booky type of movie because they'll have so many more interesting characters to introduce. Unlike Scoot McNary's character in BVS, who is perfectly set up to become Metallo in the film, but like so many other potentially cool things, Zack Snyder held it back. Um, Joe, all right. Thank you for the message. Um, interesting thoughts as far as uh, how you could have streamlined and changed the film. Honestly, I, I the first point that you made, I couldn't agree more. My biggest issue with the film is the fact that uh, – Because we had a troubled Superman throughout the entire film, he never felt like the Superman we all wanted to see after Man of Steel. I think that was the biggest missed opportunity in the film. Uh, some of these other ideas as far as a streamlining, yeah, I think that that could have worked because uh, that was my that was another point that, that I thought when I walked out of the movie was uh, it was good. I, I mean, I, I still love it, but there's a lot going on and a little streamlining could have definitely helped. Yeah, I, I when I've watched it a couple of times, I do always think about now when somebody brought it up, um, when Lois... Um, meets so many times with um, I can't think of his name um, Swanwick yeah Swanwick um, like three times just to k- 
give him this bullet. To, to get the bullet, yeah. <clears throat> it's, it's kind of unnecessary, you know what I mean? And it wastes time in areas that could have been used for other things. And just, you know, as people have commented, it jumps around so much, it just adds to that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I definitely agree as well. Um, but, you know, hindsight 2020 being right. what it is, I'm sure that they, you know, it just kind of panned out that way and they wanted to kind of have this struggle and didn't want it to be so easy for Lois to be able to get this information and to build that it was Lex Luthor towards the end and that was their way of doing it but unfortunately you know so there's so many reasons why it turned out the way that it did I'm sure but you know I'm sure that they probably um, and Snyder even probably can see that now and, and goes okay well I didn't realize that was a problem. Maybe, with the yeah, film, maybe I bit off a little more than I could chew. So yeah, yeah, well, sometimes you're in too close to it. So, yeah. Uh, but, yes, definitely good points. And I don't know about a more fun comic booky type of movie. I don't know if that's – I don't think that's what Zack Snyder does. I, I don't think, think he does either, but I think that Warner Brothers is going to do everything in their power to make him. Yeah, true. I, I don't know how that will work out, but well, the good I, thing I, is I think that's true. He, he, he lends towards the gravity, which – I actually, that's what I like about him, you know, is mm. somebody who is taking it very seriously, you know. And, yeah, I, it can lighten up for sure. I yeah. think that it wouldn't suffer from that at all. And so maybe that pull is exactly what's needed. Um, so, but, I don't, yeah, he definitely can't do that on his own. That's not, yeah. in, his, well, that's not well, in his nature. Here's the thing about Zack Snyder. Think about Zack Snyder's body of work. Yeah. What's his funniest movie? Dawn of the Dead. Right. Right. What's his biggest crowd pleaser? 300. Right. Both movies end with everyone dying. Yeah. <laughs> He's not a happy ending kind of guy. No, no, not at all. Because if you think about all of his movies, they're all pretty grim. Mm-hmm. Honestly, maybe, I, I I think his most optimistic is Man of Steel. Yeah, I agree. And, and, so, and, a, and the huge chunk of fandom thinks it's not optimistic enough. No, yeah. And because he's not... He's not a happy ending kind of guy. He likes he likes things to be conflicted. He likes things to be dark. He likes his heroes to be challenged, mm-hmm. and that's what you saw in the movie. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that's good or bad. Yeah. I because I like it. Yeah. But I also think that yeah, if you're looking for a popcorn movie, he's 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 not shown to be the guy. No, no. You and know? I think I think they knew that going in. That's why they wanted him. You know, I think that Man of Steel definitely had that. Like you said, it, it isn't light, but it, I feel it has heart, you know, right, and definitely right. in ways that you, you kind of – he lends – has lent to more of that um, dark thrill yeah, kind yeah. of movie. So, yeah, yeah, I, I agree. So, anyways, um, thank you, thank you, uh, Joe, for your comment. Moving on, Dave – uh, commented, hey guys, I had already put a question in for episode 159, but with BVS second week box office being such a big news story, I have some additional questions. With such a steep drop off for BVS second weekend, that adjustments, what adjustments, if any, would you make to the DCEU if you were the CEO of Warner Brothers Pictures? And what do you realistically expect Warner Brothers will do going forward? I'm concerned that DC movies such as The Flash and Cyborg may now be in jeopardy, and everyone seems to have forgotten about the Shazam movie. What's its status? Lastly, Zack Snyder seemed to be getting the blame for most of the issues many fans have with BVS, but I certainly don't think he deserves that distinction. After all, Warner Brothers did choose to continue with his vision, even after the strong discord between fans and general audiences over Man of Steel. Thanks, and have a good one, Dave. Um, So I think some of this has already been answered just because this is almost a month old, this comment, Dave. Um, But what would you do? I guess that's the biggest question. Well, if you were Warner Brothers, what would you do? What 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 would you what 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 would you do? What do 
Okay, um, what would I do? I, you know, the thing is, I, I have a hard time worrying about movies that are that far away. They announce these things in that way. I mean, how many movies have we seen? There's going to be a trilogy. There's going to be this movie. There's going to be that. And they are negotiated or split up or made into something else. Um, so... I don't think the Flash and Cyborg movies are in jeopardy, personally. I, I think if think if Justice League comes out and it is received in the way that um, Batman v Superman was critically, then it could. I think that could have some pretty major effects on it because mm-hmm. that is what really is setting up those characters. Um, whereas Batman v Superman just kind of introduced them. Um, so honestly, I would forge ahead. I would forge ahead. I, I think like we had talked about, I would definitely bring in somebody to assist Zack Snyder in mm-hmm. Justice League to kind of maybe course correct some of the issues that people overall, I think, had with BVS just to make sure those aren't continued. Yeah. Um, but then again, you know, it's difficult because I feel like he course corrected all of those things from Man of Steel to Batman v Superman. And those are some of the things that people had issue with, you know, i.e., um, you know, how Man of Steel, the ending, was just too long and too bombastic and too much. Well, he he really tailored that in a little bit, you mm. know, in, in BVS, and a lot of people cited it as boring. So anyways, but I think the creative kind of balance, um, I would bring in other people to kind of sort kind of sort of, to kind of balance it out a little bit, you know, just so it's, you want a unified vision, but... At the same time, I feel somebody could strengthen that. That's more specific to Zack Snyder. Yeah. Um, but everything yeah. else everything else in the DCU, I, I would keep going the same because I think that they also have done a great job in looking at a variety. It's not like they're saying this Zach, Zack Snyder is the kind of director we want for every kind of one of these movies. Right. You look at David Ayer and how different of a director he is mm-hmm. and the kind of storytelling he does. I think they already understand the variety that they want. So... Personally, I think Forge Ahead, you know? Yeah, yeah, I I agree. I think so. I think you, you, you move ahead, you let Zack Snyder finish his vision with Justice League, which is what they're doing. Yeah. Um, I think, though, you know, again, if it, if it was up to me, I would make Jeff Johns' voice mean more. Mm. Yeah. Because it is my understanding that that is not the case. Ah. It is my understanding that Jeff Johns can say whatever he wants, but Zack Snyder does whatever he wants. Well, and you can we see would have that. seen a lot more Aquaman in BVS. You can, you, you can see that in BVS. Yeah. You know where you know, and there's been conversations. We had conversations about Holy Batcast and some of the other podcasts I've been on, where it's like, how did that get past Jeff Johns? Like that's mm. the DC guy. Shouldn't he be the one to raise his hand and say, Batman? You know, Batman shouldn't kill so many people. And shouldn't he be the guy who says that? Apparently he does say that, oh. and Zack Snyder says, don't care. Ooh, that's problematic. So, so yes. So I think that you need to give Jeff Johns more uh, weight in what he says to smooth out some of those rough edges that come with Zack Snyder's work. It's kind of, he's the Kevin Feige role that Marvel has. Yeah. Uh, he is he there to assist yeah, and kind of yeah. just make sure the vision is He's, he's there. He's at the table, but mm. it's my understanding that his his voice doesn't carry a lot of weight. Mm. They, they mm. gave Zack the keys, and Jeff Johns gets to sit in the back seat and go, maybe you should make a left up here, and Zack's like, nope. I'm going to go straight. 
Well, I feel like those I told you so's might have some uh, yeah. bigger grab, more more gravity now. So um, yeah. So again, that's all hearsay. Who knows? Who knows? But that's that's step one. Mm-hmm. Um, a name that I've heard thrown around a lot for the Flash is Edgar Wright. Mm. <laughs> Hell yes, make that happen. Oh, um, yeah. That would be amazing. Cyborg. Um, that I think that is still the biggest question mark on the slate. Um, well, he's he's the one that has probably the least. Fandom exactly, as far as yeah. Just overall numbers and especially solo. Like yeah. it's you don't see yeah. much of him solo. And I've, I've always been supportive of of turn Cyborg into the Titans movie. Yeah, make that yeah. happen. Shazam, yeah. What the hell is going on with Shazam? Nobody knows. People That's love really The bizarre. Rock. That's what's going on yeah. with Shazam. Shazam is happening because people love The Rock, and I mean, I think people love Shazam as well, but. Man, out of all of them, I know, but it just feels like it does feel. It's, like it's very. Real it's like field. it's yeah. It's announced, but no. It seems it seems to have no momentum. Yeah, it's just sitting out there. Well, isn't it the furthest away as well? I think it's not quite the furthest. Cyborg's the furthest. Cyborg's Cyborg the furthest. and Green Lantern Corps are the furthest. Oh right, okay. Um, yeah, Shazam is supposed to be nineteen. So yeah. it's weird. Well, um, he's the only character out of all this. Well, actually, no. Him and Green Lantern are the two characters that we have not seen any inkling of right. cinematically. Right. So. So anyway, um, anyway, yeah, I would. I, I do think that you need some course corrections in the slate and the approach. Uh, as much as I love to be at Batman v Superman, I am not blind, and I refuse just to hide my head in the sand and pretend that everyone who didn't like it is wrong. Um, Obviously, it is imperfect because mm-hmm. yes, there were, there are people who unfairly piled on it, but there are just yeah. as many reasonable people who, although they didn't pile on it, they had legitimate issues with yeah. it that and, wanted to love it. Truly, yeah. our fans and didn't. And so you do need to course correct for that because these movies are too important to be that divisive. Yes. I agree. Uh, so anyway, next message comes from listener Avery. Avery says, thanks so much for this podcast. I feel like I've been surrounded by a sea of hate surrounding Batman v Superman, which I thoroughly enjoyed. It feels really good to come somewhere and have my faith affirmed. <laughs> I like I like you guys. I, like, I you guys. Yeah. like you guys. Think the movie was very brave, very creative, and handled its massive responsibility very well. I still... <coughs> Excuse me. I still don't really understand the hate, but I can't say that I'm surprised since it felt like people have been waiting to hate this movie almost since it was announced. I actually got a hold of one of those Regal Ultimate tickets, which is super cool and metallic and awesome. So I'm probably heading for my sixth, seventh, and eighth watches later this weekend. The thing that's really killing me is the slander coming from other comic fans. The movie didn't feel disjointed to me at all. It felt a lot like the way comics are written. A page or two about this, a panel or two about this, some things happen off panel, then we start to connect storylines. It felt very good the way the story was told. Yes, some points had to be inferred, but that's the nature of fiction, right? You have to use your imagination sometimes. I don't know. Maybe I'm just ranting. Thanks again for all your hard work. Avery. Thanks, Avery. And we're glad we've been able to be a little sea of positivity amongst all this. Um, And I agree with you. I feel like the... The complaints about the disjointed editing and stuff were, I think, were completely overstated. Mm-hmm. Um, I've said it a million times, but I think every scene has a point. Every scene builds on what came before, and they all come together uh, in a very meaningful way in time for the third act. So I agree with you. Like yeah. The fact that, oh, it jumps around to all these different characters and burn it and kill it with fire, I'm like, what? Like. What all those different Movies characters are important Movies in the storyline? Yeah, comic books do that. Yes. you know that that is when you are telling a large sprawling story. Yeah, you got to go check in on everybody as you're telling that story. So, I think there are a couple specific instances where 
you know, I would put things in a slightly different order. Um, but overall, I, I agree with you. I think that that uh, it was crazy how how much heat it took for that. When and then I saw the movie and I was like, nope, everything makes sense. Yeah. I'm, I'm following it just fine. Yeah. Um, well, and the whole, the whole, especially yeah, like you said, the comic book fans. If people had such a problem with this version of of of, of Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman or whoever they have issue with their um, character wise in these movies in comparison to the comic books, then every one of those people should absolutely hate pretty much every Batman movie that's come before it because. Yeah. Uh, you want to talk about a departure? Every one of those movies did it. I mean, if you like Batman '89, well, the the Joker, the Joker, Joker kills Batman's parents in that movie. You know, it's like that's a, a huge departure, massive. You know, it it is. There are definitely tributes in that movie that are, are right on, um, but the the costume, you know, the actor. There are so many things that are not pulled from the comics very directly they're uh-huh. interpreted in their own way and so I, I mean not to say that you have to like you know maybe you just like that interpretation that's fine but if your issue is with that they didn't source the material enough that's bull that's crap I, I think that's ridiculous you know mm-hmm. because I think what it is is everyone got used to Christopher Nolan's version and then when this wasn't that people who really liked that version had a really hard time with this one so you know at least batman wise so mm-hmm. anyway it, it's just yeah i i have a hard time too but again much like the comics there are comics that people love hush is one of those comics that people glorify and are just like this is one of the classics and then there's some people that absolutely hate it and think it's just exactly yeah. a lot of what yeah. people say about bvs and that it's convoluted and it doesn't make any sense and it's just all over the freaking place and is a letdown there's all these things so you know these people are fans are kind of hard to please so yeah. it's just yeah. how, it go- how it goes but yes absolutely agreed and glad yes keep the positivity rolling cool. uh Michael Downey writes to us and says, Hey, guys, regarding the issue of logos, do you think it's possible that Lex didn't come up with the logos but rather took them from the logos of the characters? All the footage was past footage from heroes who now exist but maybe aren't known in the mainstream. The Flash, by the point that Bruce gets the files, for example, may exist as the Flash with that symbol on his chest and Lex simply used the Flash emblem with other existing images. He had many files in the Flash that weren't open and watched. Maybe one of them actually shows the Flash emblem. Point being, maybe Lex didn't make the symbols. Maybe they were taken from some of the footage that he had in many of his files that weren't in the videos we were shown. Let me know what you think. Thanks for listening. Uh, yeah, I, the, the whole logos thing, after watching it the second time, I was like completely dropped for me. I'm like this. Uh, it, w- it was only even uh, an issue because when somebody brought it up, I was like, oh, yeah, that's – how did they get the logos? But whatever, man. Right, like, it just right. – first of all, who cares? Yeah. Uh, I don't think that Lex, you know, as we addressed before, sat around and made these logos. I think they're coming from somewhere else. Right. Um, uh, more likely the the people who they're about um, or, well, of course. or surrounding. And we, you know, we work in a place where all of our projects have code names. Yes. So they – you know, it's similar to that. Yeah. It's like, you know, here here's a logo because we don't want to call it what it is. I think uh, – I, I, we talked about it before, I think. Yes. Like, number one, I think that the, the complaint is ridiculous. It's, it's just nuts. It's so like, nitpicky. Give me a break. Yeah. Like, you're just, at that point, you're just looking for things to complain yeah. about. Um, I think it's stupid. Yeah. But there are plenty of reasons why there could be logos. Mm-hmm. Um, you could – you know, the logos could be inspired by just what you've learned about these characters. But to, to the point made here from uh, Michael is that – I you know Wonder Woman yes 
there's a picture of her in costume in there. You can see the W on her belt. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it makes sense that he would pull it from there. Yeah. Aquaman has the A on his belt. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how well you can see it in that footage, but, again, there are multiple files for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, that A already exists. He could pull it from there. Flash, even if the Flash isn't in costume yet, he, you know, there's footage of him moving and lightning cre- being created. So... Wouldn't it make sense to use a lightning bolt? Well, uh, yeah, exactly. It, like, there are plenty of reasons that all these logos could exist, and, and the folks who want to use it as another reason to bag on the film, I'm like, give me a break. Well, and as we said before, damned if you do, damned if you don't. If you sit there and you have all these files there, you can go, oh, and put them in Times New Roman that says the red streak, and mm-hmm. have them be plain and boring, or you're DC and you go, huh, wouldn't people be really excited to see these files have the logos of these characters that they know so they can freak out when they see them? That's the decision I would have made. I'm, you know, why why hold back that kind of fan service? Um, to Avery's point earlier, you have to use your imagination sometimes. So sometimes, you know, they, did, they didn't explain why, but if you just jump to conclusions and then you're like, well, this is why and that's ridiculous. It's like, well, then you've ruined it for yourself because guess what? They didn't define why that yeah. was they didn't yeah. say any of the things that you're saying you were defining it for yourself you're ruining it for yourself um there's a million freaking reasons you can come up with that are absolutely valid as valid as you know the reasons against so um for that are as valid as the reasons against so anyways yeah it's kind of a dead issue for me at this point uh, but definitely great points uh michael uh yes totally valid and possible um so and that was that was it as far more. as the as far as the listener feedback from that we had to catch up. That we had to catch up on. That we had to catch up on. So yeah, we got one more, and we'll one actually more. be we'll actually be all caught. We're up. there. Yeah. Uh, this one comes from listener Austin. He says, "Hey guys, thanks for another great show. I went to my third screening of BVS last week, and it was by far my most satisfying viewing yet. One of the things that bugged me uh, the first two times was that I didn't feel that they were giving enough depth to Lex's reasons for hating Superman. After the third time, I finally picked up from the LexCorp roof scene that it's because Lex just hates all things God and equates Superman with that. So." So I was super pumped to hear you guys mention it at the beginning of the show. What do you think about the new rumor that Affleck and Jeff Johns, their solo film, will try to tell what they're calling the ultimate Batman story, packed full of members of the rogues gallery? <laughs> do you think this would work? Part of me is excited because this is Batman's world. Uh, it is so awesome visually, and seeing all these villains come to life in this world would be super cool. At the same time, I do worry it would be too much. If they go this route, what source material do you see them pulling from, and who would you like to see as the central villain? I mean, I think we literally answered almost everything in this already, so yeah. sorry sorry, we jumped the gun on you, but yes, great points. Um, the central villain, I think, is the only thing that we can Yeah, we, I mean, we already kind of went over the fact that we're all for it, and we think that it would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, central villain... I know, I know who I'd pick. The Riddler. The Riddler. Because if there's one person, uh, if there's one Batman villain who, who could be pulling the strings and manipulating the entire rogues gallery, it's the Riddler. Yeah. He's the master strategist. Yeah. He's the brain. He's mm-hmm. the one who could be doing it all. So for me, it would be the Riddler. I like that better than using someone like Hush where mm-hmm. it's like... Eh. like like And Hush is a fine character, but like... It's always kind of weird. He's not... Yeah, he's not a... 
He's he not was, a great, iconic character. Yeah. And so it's not like I wouldn't want it to be some original character that's yeah. manipulating all these other villains. I don't think yeah. that's a satisfying. Yeah. Who's someone who's who's already well-known that we want to see. And so for me, that's the Riddler. Yeah, I agree. I, Hush was always kind of strange for me because while I thought it was a good twist, I thought his motivations are – I'm like, well, he's psychotic, obviously, but he kills his own parents just to be more like Bruce. I, yeah, I just – uh, it was just kind of I'm like, <laughs> but anyway, I still you know I still think it's it's great and all that. But I agree. I would say you know um, the Riddler or I always like Cobblepot just because I love his closeness to to Wayne and how he was brought up. He was just a monster visually, you know. Yeah. So he he should have had you know been ha- he was handed the silver spoon in the same way uh, initially being a part of the Cobblepots, um, the, their family and the history, uh, all that stuff. I, I think it'd be awesome to pull from um, that storyline. Gates of Gotham pulls a lot about um, from uh, this family called the Gates, who are supposed to be equivalent to um, the Cobblepots and the Waynes in in the development of Gotham. I think that kind of thing would be really huge, and pulling from that would be great for an Oswald Cobblepot story. But I agree, as far as organizing so many villains and orchestrating such a masterful plan, feels very Riddler. It feels yeah. It, it feel, that so that'd be my number one choice and number two. But no, I think I think Penguin. Honestly, I didn't say it, but Penguin was what jumped to mind as the, as the number two well, because yeah. Penguin is less of a physical threat and he is more of a you know he's a crime boss. Yeah. So you could definitely see him orchestrating a large plan. And, yeah. And you know, and offering someone like Killer Croc. Mm-hmm. You know, tons of money to just go do this, but what yeah. that really is is that's then going to instigate something with um, poison ivy, yeah. and then you know, like you could see you could see the penguin pulling the strings just like the Riddler. Uh-huh. Um, but I think, yeah, I think those two are both great options. Yeah. yeah, and as much as we love the Joker, it always feels when it's too organized, it feels a little off, you know, because yes. it's like we obviously know, like, the Joker has to be somewhat organized. I mean, the right. guy gets his own cars and blimps and all kinds of crazy stuff made with his face on him and hires henchmen. <laughs> it's like, it's like the has got to be kind the, of organized. The Dark Knight. Yeah. Do I really look like a guy with a plan? Like, yeah. yeah this, I've been watching the movie. You have a very intricate plan. It's huge. It's, like, it's, it's, it is it is time to the minute, your plan. <laughs> yeah, like the psychology of developing a plan with two boats, one full of inmates and one full of Gotham citizens and whether or not they'll blow each other up, that's diabolical, yeah, man. That is yeah. that is a freaking plan. Yeah. Uh, so yes, I a, I love the Joker, but it's like, yeah, too many plans. It's it's kind of gets a little weird. It, it doesn't play into the whole chaos idea very right. well. Yeah, so, so yes, but thank you, Austin. Um, great Great question, great feedback, and yes, uh, totally connected on that point with uh, uh, Lex Luthor in the movie. Glad you loved it. Um, that's it for us this week, guys. So thank you guys again so much for checking in. Uh, really appreciate all your feedback you're giving us. Um, you know, just to, to reiterate, uh, please go on it, go to the thebatmanuniverse.net and throw us a few shekels if you can, uh, if you can spare us, so we can keep going over here because we love doing it and we want to keep bringing you this news and the excitement and the positivity about the uh, Batman universe. Uh, but that'll do it for Andy and I. Don't forget to check out all the other podcasts on the BatmanUniverse.net and also our sister show, uh, Holy Batcast, which Andy had mentioned earlier in the show with some amazing new content and uh, getting really ex- built up and excited for the Killing Joke. Killing Joke. Yes, absolutely. So, um, But that'll wrap it up for us here at the Batman Universe. Thanks for checking in. On behalf of Andy, I've been in Jamie, Jamie McGutical, and this has been the Batman Universe. The 
The Batman universe is not affiliated with Warner Brothers or DC Entertainment. The thoughts and opinions expressed by the participants are theirs and theirs alone and do not represent the companies or organizations that they happen to work for. But thanks for joining us for this episode, and we will see you around Gotham. All done. <laughs> I want this car, man. I see when people do this kind of stuff with money. I'm. So, it makes me so happy. I know. It I makes know. me so happy it's like, because it's like if I had money, I would do so much geek stuff. Yeah. You know, I would build a Batcave in my own house. Yeah. But like, um, there's a certain amount of like crazy and creativity that you have to go that doesn't a lot of times go with this kind of money. Right. <laughs> the money right. to do this usually like comes from structure and like balance and. And people also not usually are not like huge creative idea people. They're usually like, "I'll buy another Lambo," you know. Right. They'll have fifty of them in a row instead of one that's like incredible. So, you know, kudos to that guy. I want that. I want that. 